side. I think the passion of crafting for me is very strong. Um, and I think one big learning I had or advice I can give to women who want to start a group, of course, start with passion and just start with not having the idea of wanting to make money out of it. Because mm-hmm. if you have the end goal of making money, in the end, I think it doesn't, it's not coherent with the values in your heart. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, I'll be interviewing inspiring women who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, where it is my mission to connect with and spread the message of empowering women on this planet so you too can have the courage and knowledge to take the leap and follow your life purpose. Hello, beautiful people. I am back with another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. And I must say, this one is my favorite episode so far. Like, I know you shouldn't have favorites, but I do. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've, of course, I've loved the other interviews as well. They're all different and unique in their own way. But I really, really resonated with the topics that we did cover in today's episode with Jackie who is running creative nights which we'll dive into in the episode and yeah the things that we really dive into is like authenticity and social I'm not social conscious social media and yeah all about how Jackie started her business of running art nights and crafting nights and yeah it's just such a beautiful story and I really love how it unraveled so I have no doubt that you're going to love this episode also at the end I I pulled a little oracle card for Jackie and gave like a a mini mini reading so make sure you hang around until the end for that and yeah I'm just super super excited for you to hear this conversation I found it really really uplifting and inspiring and I have no doubt that you will feel the same way as well so with enough said from my part here is my conversation with Jackie. Hello Jackie. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. Thank you so much for being here with me or actually I'm here with you <laughs> recording this. So Jackie before we dive in deep can you tell me what Dharma means to you? Dharma? <laughs> to be honest I think um, I have to quote my one of my favorite TV shows, um, Lost. I know this is probably not a response you're expecting, but they had. Uh, have you watched Lost before? No, never. Okay, so it's about like a bunch of people who went on a plane, and a plane broke down, and they, um, and this plane crashed into this mysterious island, and all these people have to know how to survive on this island, and somehow within their adventure, um, they found this, um, well of some sort, or like a door that's like. Um, on the ground and it says Dharma Initiative <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of when I say Dharma although if I have to think of Dharma um, I believe it's um, doing good for mm. people beautiful yeah. thank you Jackie yes certainly was not expecting that <laughs> gotta love it thank you okay so which of you I was just introduce yourself who you are 
uh, where you're from, your kind of background, and then we'll go into what you've been up to. Sure, sounds good. So I'm Jackie, also Jacqueline, because sometimes people forget that my real name is actually Jacqueline. Um, I'm from Vancouver, Canada. I was born in Hong Kong and I moved um, when I was 12 to Vancouver. And around five years ago, I moved here to Hamburg, um, where I'm sitting with you right now, in Germany, uh, because of my boyfriend. And um, now I work part-time in a marketing agency and I now work part-time on my passion on crafting. So I host a lot of arts and craft workshop, uh, maybe around two to three per month. Uh, I used to do this just like uh, out of fun, like once per month. And I just want to meet new people here because, you know, moving to a new country, it's a bit difficult to meet new friends. And I always forgot that, you know, I love arts and crafts. So coming here, like one thing that was not foreign to me was crafting. So I decided mm -hmm. to start Creative Nights, which is my little mini company where I run creative workshops. And the best part is you just get to meet like the coolest people every single workshop. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that quote, the only thing that wasn't foreign to me is crafting. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, no, it just came up. That <laughs> was so poetic. It was, I love it. So could you talk a little bit about how did you get into all this crafting? Is this something that's always been a part of your life? Like, where did this all come from? Um, I think I, I actually asked my I asked this question myself very recently. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, why do I like crafting or doing art? And I think um, I had to think back when I was younger that um, a lot of people were. I was in school and a lot of people were um, showing their newest purchases like bookmarks of like this cartoon that was very famous in Hong Kong and and I thought to myself well this is a bookmark it's something I can make myself too and I made it at home and I really loved it mm -hmm. I think that was one of my first memories of like crafting my mom always told me I love drawing anyways and I love art and I brought it to school and um, I was so excited to show all my friends there because I said, wait, look, this is the same, I drew this cartoon on this bookmark. And I, I was like, sometimes things that are made feel so much better than things that are bought. And then, I mean, a lot of people or a lot of my friends then um, disagreed with me. They're like, oh, I don't think so. But then for me, it was something, uh, the bookmark was so special for me. And I think from then on, um, I had this idea that making things would bring me more, more happiness. Maybe I didn't conceptualize it like when I was young, thinking that that will really bring me happiness. But I think whenever I make something, even though it's not perfect, it mm -hmm. does give me a lot of joy mm -hmm. and fulfillment. Um, so then I think another memory of mine was when I was crafting for my best friend's birthday. I made her a very big scrapbook. And um, I basically didn't eat for the whole day. I forgot to eat. I forgot to rest, which is eating is like, I love food. So you know me. So this is something like very rare that I, I, I don't <laughs> eat, that I was crafting the whole entire night. I even got a headache in the end because I didn't sleep or I made her this scrapbook, which I was so happy about. Um, and I was in such a big flow. And I, then I realized, oh wait, flow is also part of this crafting journey for me. And from then on, I know that in my life, I needed to craft more, I needed to be more in this flow. And luckily, Creative Nights was able to help me be there again, because I've lost this, I think, flowness or craftiness. Like, you know, ever since you go into university or school, you kind of forget about it, um, because, I don't know, maybe society might pressure you to mm -hmm. go to university, get a 
you know, a real job in accountant or yeah. at least like, I mean, my family never pressured me, but um, this is something maybe I maybe kind of absorb as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I'm really keen on just keeping that flow going. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like you were saying, like being creative is like not valued in our society. And mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like this is why we have so many different health problems, like mental health problems, like depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And there was a really great, great quote by someone, I don't know if it was from Russell Brand, but he quoted it recently. And it was basically like the reason that everyone's so fucked up in our society essentially is because our society isn't designed for the human spirit like as a human spirit we're, we're born creators right we're born yeah. artists like there's that other quote when you're first born you learn to dance before you walk paint before you write sing before you talk blah 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 so i think it's so so beautiful the work that you're doing here and just like bringing these people together and yeah just re-establishing re this this soul need for creativity, which is so, so great. Thanks. You know what? I, think, I totally agree. I think our society is built upon, you know, people... I, I think I recently read a book. forgot which book, actually. They are mm. training people to become workers. Workers mm. of, you know, that doesn't involve any creativity. It's about workers of working for money and so on. And I think that rings really true. I also recently watched... Not recently... Um, I rewatched a TED Talk by this guy. I really should know his name. This is one of the most watched TED Talks of, of all times. Mm -hmm. He talks about how education is killing creativity. I've seen that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He told a story about how, um, you know the Broadway show Cats? Mm -hmm. Or like the musical Cats? Yeah. Um, the, the dance director, she, um, she, when she was younger, apparently her parents thought she had ADHD and tried to uh, give her medication to calm her down. Um, but eventually she didn't take it and, and she continued because she moved a lot. She mm. wanted to run a lot, dance a lot, and eventually she didn't take them anymore and then she did become the director of dance for wow. cats. So, you know, because you know, ADHD is such a big thing at school where you know they try to medicate kids mm. to stop this. Um, and I think yeah, our, like like you said, the society is kind of trying to suppressing people from being creative and you know when I look into the people in my workshops when they come here the first thing the feedback they give me was like wow it was so nice to do something that's outside of be sitting in front of a computer like I just needed to activate my creativity again like I'm not creative but I want to come here um to just do something that's out of my comfort zone like these are the feedback I get and people want these things and um, I think society is slowly realizing this. You can see at you know at stores or, or, or on what's trending right now. There's a lot of DIY things. Like a lot of stores are selling um, crafting stuff. I think people are slowly realizing that this is part of you know, caring for yourself. You know, mm -hmm. taking time to do all these creative things. So I find that really profound. Like it's. I think that's one of the reasons why I continue creative nights is because I think there's such a, a like a bigger goal here that is not mentioned it's like trying to instill more creativity in people mm -hmm. um, trying to give them more time to explore things i think that's the reason why i still continue even though sometimes you know owning business is hard mm -hmm. i think that's the biggest reason why because i definitely resonate to it for for myself as a person that's beautiful and this is like the true definition of dharma right like living your life purpose but not just for you for the sake of other helping other people as well so yeah. i absolutely love that so if you can tell us like you've mentioned creative nights already if you can tell us how the idea was born and how you kind of like 
manifested it? Oh yeah, great question. Um, thank you for asking that. Um, so I, when I came to Hamburg, um, I, I think I just, I came for my boyfriend. I didn't really have much of like other purpose. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just graduated, and I'm like, you know what? I, I, um, why not? You know, because I don't have any plans for my life. Mm-hmm. I came here and I worked in on an internship. Um, for two months that wasn't anything I'd like to do in my life actually it was gaming so I was literally gaming on two computers trying to answer people's inquiries and I, I the only game I played in my life was The Sims but the games I played at that company was for really hardcore gamers so after two months I left and um, I was jobless for two months I began panicking like I I rely heavily on my boyfriend for support and emotions and he's an entrepreneur and he works long days and he's stressed out all the time. So I'm basically putting extra stress on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that and I started like disliking myself for thinking all these things. And I didn't really have a lot of friends at that time. Like that was five years ago. Um, didn't have any connections here or network. Um, and then I think I forgot how I started the idea, but I just thought, you know what, why don't I just start like crafting again? You know, mm-hmm. this is something I really enjoyed doing. So I made myself a goal to like, of course, look for jobs every day. Like I must submit two proposals or not, not proposals. I mean, um, CVs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I should do something I like, like crafting, going for a walk. And I started doing that. And I had this idea, like, I was like, wait, why don't I start a group somewhere so I can meet new people who also like to craft? So I got to thank uh, GGI, Girl Gone International. <laughs> Shout out. Shout <laughs> out. I gotta thank that group because those are a group of like amazing women there, more than 5,000 of them there. And I went on that group and I asked, hey, if I buy all the materials um, and I rent a room, like would anybody be interested in just coming to paint with me? Just free paint. Um, and the response was insane. I think I got over like maybe 67 comments, which is like, you know, it, it, mm. you've been on those like Facebook groups, usually mm. there's like, several comments only, but people want it. So I luckily found this room that was for free. Uh, it was in downtown at the time, now it's closed right now, unfortunately, but I just organized the whole thing and um, 20 or 30 people came to wow. just paint together and mm-hmm. that's where I met like my solid group of friends. Like mm-hmm. that first event, I met the best friends I could have here who supported me along the whole way and made me feel like I have a purpose to be here um, and, and then I think people ask for more so I, I went with the idea that you know what I'm just gonna rent the room again I'm gonna come up with a new crafting idea the next one was like you know doing marble cups so you mm-hmm. dip the cup into <laughs> paint, um, nail polish paint mm-hmm. and then it has like this marble effect it's really fun <laughs> and that, that has a great response so it was never about monetizing it um, one of my friends, Diana, she actually told me it's a good business idea and I actually got really angry at her at first because I was like, this is my hobby. I don't intend to make money out of anybody. <laughs> and, then, and then now, look what I'm doing. <laughs> I have my own business. <laughs> and I got to thank her because she, she's a very business-oriented person. So it kind of um, went from something that was like people just pay to cover the cost to something people ask for more. They're like, well, why don't you do candles next time? Or like... Why don't you do um, cement work? Or and I and I think from that on, I actually created a brand. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, well, this is something I can run along the side of my regular job, my regular nine to six or nine to seven, depending on which company I'm working with. Um, and 
this is something that fulfills me like mm. to see to meet people and to teach people and to get that community going so that just kind of continue on until now and I recently went part-time in my uh, full-time job and because my boss recognized that I actually really want to be crafty and creative in a different mm. sense that the job could not provide mm. so here I am like I registered my quote-unquote small company it's called Planet Entertainment mm. here in Germany and I think that was since last year and yeah I, I run workshops here at Oberhafen um, like two three months uh, two three times per month Mm, yeah. I love that. Such a beautiful story, and I loved how it was such an evolutionary process. How yeah, you wanted to make friends, and then you all gathered together, and now being where you are today, and the community that you have is so great. I know you've got like over a thousand likes on your page on Facebook in Hamburg. Like you have a really committed community of crafters, and I think that's something really valuable because. It takes a lot of effort to cultivate a community who really cares about you, cares what you're doing and the crafting. So do you have any advice to say women who are also wanting to start up their own type of group, what creative or whatnot? Do you have any advice on how you can cultivate this really community-based community, if that makes yeah, sense? Yeah, that makes sense, totally. I think um, it has got to start out with the passion in your mind I think the passion of crafting for me is very strong um, and I think one big learning I had or advice I can give to women who want to start a group of course start with passion and just start with not having the idea of wanting to make money out of it because mm -hmm. if you have the end goal of making money in the end I think it doesn't it's not coherent with the values in your heart mm -hmm. so I, I went through this phase where it, it went it started out as a passion but later I think I also over pressure myself to keep it as a business and sometimes you you will experience it as every business owner that you're wondering what you're doing uh, why, why are you doing this like mm -hmm. why are you still doing what you're doing like why, where's the why like it's it's tough to host workshops um, and it could be exhausting some, sometimes because you have to use quite a lot of energy, but you also have to think about you know why you started it at the beginning, like what because it changes, like it could change that like initially it was your passion, then it wasn't. Maybe it will you go through phases like ups and down, but as long as you're clear at that when you're when you're wondering for yourself and when you're clear when you're sitting down, you're clear about like why you're still doing it. I think that's very very important um, to to remember, and I think your audience would feel it and it will transfer mm -hmm. to your audience. Like on the days that I feel demotivated, my, it, it goes into my work and how I market and promote my, my workshops. And I feel that maybe this is like a subconscious thing or maybe this is something I made up, I, I'm not sure, but I feel like my audience can feel it. Mm -hmm. If you do things out of passion, even though I just put like memes of crafting <laughs> memes because I thought it was funny, <laughs> not because I want to sell something to people, yeah. then, they like it. This is how the community grows, is that they want to feel your passion and feel your story. Mm. Um, that's one thing I learned, I think, very recently, because there are ups and downs, as you already know, like having your own business, doing freelancing. There are times you wonder, like, <laughs> why am I doing this? Yeah. How's my community feeling? You know, I think, but as long as you're true to your heart and you're not always going like, sell, 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 you've got to provide value to that community. Mm -hmm. And that value has to be also valuable to you so people know that you're telling an authentic story i think that's so important 
mind for sure so true yeah like I love what you were saying there because and it's true like energy doesn't lie like you can you can fake a smile and like put up great posts but if you're not feeling truly connected to what you're doing for sure people are going to feel that and then maybe they don't resonate then with what you're doing so I completely agree and I'm, I'm loving all the memes, the crafting memes. <laughs> They're like, really yeah. true. It's <laughs> so much fun. So, okay, so you've transitioned now into monetizing your business. Were there any major challenges that you had to overcome while doing this? Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> Tons. <laughs> um, one of the biggest challenges I have, so running like a crafting workshop business is that you're highly dependent on the attendance rate every single time because you're really unsure about who's going to come, like what workshop works. Like I sometimes put out an event, which I think people would love and you get such low sign up rates. And sometimes you put out something that you think, oh, you know, it's fun to do, but I don't think it's going to be that popular. And people all sign up for that. So it's like really ups and downs. Um, And one of the main challenges is not to be affected by that wave, uh, like that uncertainty. It still bothers me till today because I'd be putting out a candle making event thinking everybody wants to go. And then there's like lower sign up rates than usual. So I get like anxiety from that because I also have to keep up with the rent of this over half a little studio that I uh, rented. And I think that um, is one of the biggest challenge is to just let go of that uncertainty mm-hmm. and then just put your energy into it and people will eventually come. Even if they don't, I'm not losing out on a lot. It's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. That's very hard for me to accept at times as a small business owner that oh, I really got to have the money coming in um, and really got to get the revenue in uh, and so on. And that's one, yeah, I sometimes have to let go of that. That's one big challenge. The second challenge is, I think, to be motivated on days that you feel down or low as a person because you know like let's be honest to yourself even though you're passionate about something it's not like every day you feel 100 percent. maybe there are days that you have like your period or your pmsing or that <laughs> you had a bad day you had a fight or something and those are days that you're like you just want to stay in bed and those and for like those days like come very often like, there are those days where you just don't feel like doing anything though and to push yourself um to do those or to do things that you don't feel like doing it's very challenging and that's part of owning a business is that you and especially a small business where you know that you run your own website your marketing materials you gotta liaise with your customers you gotta like push the sales all that stuff you have to do yourself so Mm -hmm. i think what my learning is just to keep having output don't stop it doesn't matter how small it is you have to keep putting output out there mm. like or else nothing is gonna come back in um because you you want to stop but you want to also push things so that's mm. one of the biggest challenge really so how do you find balance that like because obviously like the difference between you and i is that i guess i'm just yeah i have my own business but this is the only thing i do and for me this is enough already so how how do you find the balance of like working part-time still doing your own business also managing relationship and friendships and everything going on have you found that balance like and what tips (laughs) (laughs) 
like obviously we know each other super super well and I think I think we're both um I think we're both um Sagittarius moon right or is that your sun sign I think my sun sign is the one that you're on your birthday it's that like, so I'm cancer but then I'm Sagittarius on moon. the outside it, the ascendant descendant one of those okay wait what's yeah. ascendant descendant? <laughs> I don't know I think yeah, I think, okay, we both have Sagittarius strongly in our chat, which yeah. is like works really, really, really hard. And I, yeah. I feel like we both find it hard to like switch off sometimes, yeah. take a break. Like, can you share your experiences of that and how you are trying to cultivate more balance mm-hmm. into your life with these things? I think uh, that's a very good question. I think initially, I, the word work life balance. It didn't really struck me because I, I think, if I have to think about my family, my sister, my dad, my mom, they're always like hustlers. Mm-hmm. They work, work, work. My sister works a lot. She owns her own bar and so on. And she's like, our mentality is like, you keep doing things. And I, I think my family never said this out loud, but I now when I look back at it, I notice because my mom would be, she would work from like nine to nine and she would study her masters and then tutor me and sleeps at four wakes up at seven like that's i I asked her how does she do it she's like i don't know you just do so i think that's for me the idea of work-life balance initially it didn't struck me so i did everything i at first when i was full-time i work full-time and i organized things for creative nights at night i meet my friends hang out with my boyfriend uh, also, my boyfriend's an entrepreneur, so he works late too. So our time together is not, you know, like every day or something. We have maybe like one day out of the week or two days, and I came to be okay with that because um, I'm I became busy after anyways, um, and I didn't think that was an issue. I thought that was normal life. Like I thought that was just how everybody does it. Mm-hmm. And until one of my friend Nicole, she's like. Jackie, you gotta take a break. Like sometimes I pity you actually seeing that you run around all the time. And I thought about it. I'm like, I do run around all the time. <laughs> I do do things all the time. And I didn't find it, I think I didn't register it as something exhausting. I didn't understand that was something that was causing me to shut down or have days where I just don't wanna do anything. I didn't know that. Like I just thought it was just part of life. And I took her word quite seriously. I was like, you know what yeah I, I do run around non-stop and mm-hmm. I see my friends I see her I see my boyfriend I do creative nights all that together I didn't know what's the cause of sometimes my stress level um so nowadays I I don't know whether I figured it out I don't think I ever would really figure it out just because owning your business is like running 24 7 but um now I have days where I I cultivate this like I uh, self-care someday or to try to um so what i do in that little time it's very little it's only like a couple hours before i sleep um is that i copied this from my boyfriend so lucas he does this thing called beauty shower uh, where he <laughs> takes a long bath like he he scrubs himself down and like he just turns on that music and do his self-care sunday mm-hmm. and i never had that um i find that very at first i'm like Ugh beauty showers, whatever. But then, then I started doing it. I actually journal, I do art journaling, I read, I um, put on like, I mean, self-care is so much more than putting on a face mask, but that actually helps. <laughs> <laughs> and I stretch, I just have that time of silence. I, 
when I'm at home, because I work with social media a lot during the day, I put away my phone. So sorry for those who I don't re respond in like five minutes. I tend to put away my phone um, after my work. Mm. Uh, that helped a lot. Uh, I feel a lot more balanced. Mm -hmm. I never knew that would help. You know, I just never realized that this something so simple could help me regain my balance. Because mm. um, I'm more about just like, let's keep doing things. I think if I were to, if I didn't discover this little bit of like self-care Sunday, so to speak, as I call it, I think I would probably experience a burnout mm -hmm. uh, or close to one yeah. um, with the, the amount of stress I had at my work full time. Luckily now it's part time, so I get to switch off my mind. From Monday to Wednesday, I work in the agency. Mm -hmm. I turn off my mind and from Thursday to Saturday, I work on creative nights. So yeah. yeah, that's how I guess I kept my balance. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot going on. And interesting what you said as well about the social media and putting your phone away. Cause I recently listened to your podcast about a digital detox because I plan on taking one this weekend, and I, as I mentioned before. And it's just this idea that the social media, especially like drains your energy, it's like all of your focus is there. And then you've got all of these like mental tabs open in your brain, like all like the, like all the tabs on your laptop. <laughs> Jackie has a lot of tabs open on her laptop. Oh my gosh, never seen anything like it. Yeah. But it's like this, like, and then multitasking and looking at all these profiles and comparisons is like all these tabs are complete overload so okay. I find as well like even when I'm on it like just for myself and scrolling it's like I feel exhausted afterwards so I think this is a really really important point to mention that yeah when you when you come home you do put the phone away like I think it returns us back to our own natural rhythms and cycles yeah. and stuff as well I think it's also um, now, I mean, it's kind of ironic. I work a lot on social media, so I work mm -hmm. a lot with Instagram and stuff. And mm -hmm. with Instagram stories, I find that I tend to just get into a trance of clicking story after story, yet it doesn't provide me any good. Mm -hmm. I sometimes feel like I'm like FOMO, like fear of missing out, or I feel left out. Um, I mean, it's not all. There's amazing stories out there, and there's a lot of great things on, on Instagram. Um, but sometimes I would waste 20 minutes doing that. And I thought to myself, wait, what? Did I just spend 20 minutes on scrolling through stories of people I haven't seen for years? Um, should I have been doing something more productive? Or maybe should I have been like doing yoga, something stretching, <laughs> reading? Um, but it sucks out your time quite a lot, actually. But at the same time, it's, you know, you're, I don't know if this is a better phrase to say, like cash 22. <laughs> it's like, um, social media is also very important, like mm -hmm. for our lives now. This is how we connect with our families when we're mm -hmm. abroad. This is how we connect our business to the rest of the world. So there's so much positivity, yet at the same time, we also need to take a break on it. So it's like, kind of mm -hmm. like a double-edged sword, so to speak. It's like, yeah. you gotta know when to stop. Um, so my best thing was just to put the phone away. Of course, it doesn't really work sometimes. Like, it's not like every day I'm like, 7 p.m., I'm putting my phone away. Mm. I do get into that, like, scrolling, like, side to side, like, <laughs> that, that, that comes. But as long as I think if you're mindful about yeah. it, if you're aware, um, mm. like, then that's fine. Like, I, one of my colleagues used to tell me, he said, you know how your phone tracks your active hours? Mm -hmm. he, he told me his active hours per day is 13 hours. Oh my god. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. I think my phone tells me mine's an hour per day. Wow. That's which is actually so good. <laughs> well, on the phone, but I mean, yeah. 
that's another story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just important to be like consciously aware. Like, I think there's a difference between like getting stuck in a loop of scrolling because like you're bored or you want to distract yourself and you're like numb, and then there's very different if you're like okay. I really want to scroll through Instagram right now and I consciously choose to scroll for 10 minutes and then I'm done. I think like yeah. the difference between the two was so strong and as like yeah. most of our behavior is ruled by our unconscious mind, it's so, so hard to move past that 95% of the unconscious control to be like, no, I choose this and I choose when to stop yeah. as well. Such, such a challenge. I know, it is a challenge. And also, especially, a lot of good things are online. Like, I find a lot of inspiration on Instagram, mm. Pinterest. I could be on Pinterest for <laughs> hours. <laughs> and I just go down the Pinterest rabbit hole. There are a lot of great things online. But like you said, as long as you're conscious about your consumption of the internet or social media, and I think that's very important. But I think a lot of people, um, they are conscious about it, but sometimes it's just too addictive. Like, yeah. these platforms are fighting for your time to be on it because the more you're on it the more they make money out of it so i think being aware of that fact already really helps mm -hmm. it's like if you're on facebook can you be on netflix at the same time <laughs> and on snapchat actually you might you might be able to do that but you know what i mean right mm -hmm. they're trying to fight for your time for sure. so once you have that mentality on you're like you know what i want to fight for my time mm -hmm. like this is my time i want to choose i don't want social media platform to choose how i spend my time so somebody told me that he read a book and he told me that um, fact and I was like oh yeah right that really changed the way I look at social media from now on wow I yeah. love that and seeing as you do work in social media as well do you have any tips of how I guess the question I could ask is how to grow your social media but I don't want to go there right now I want to ask do you have any tips on how people can use social media more consciously like any especially with Instagram these kind of sites like um, as the end user or as for example like a social media blogger or content creator so for example like say someone which most people do have an Instagram account and they're feeling pretty anxious when they go on it and their comparisons do you have any like tips of how people can feel less okay. anxious and feel more positive about the social media they're using okay I think it's important to okay. So who you follow is very important. Um, I I have to tell sorry like when I was younger when Instagram first started, I really I was really into fitness. I want to still be into fitness right now, but I guess it's not my priority. But I, I followed a lot of fitness like influencers to be inspired, like to have that body, like to to be fit, to eat the food that they picture that is so beautiful. Like my plate would never look like that. I swear <laughs> on a day to day basis. And I noticed myself unfollowing them these past couple of years just because once I am now in the field of influencer marketing, I realize how much of this story people are creating about their lives on social media. Once you understand that, um, the pictures you see is not a reflection of reality. Once you see the before and after of Facetune and um, before and after of a filter from Lightroom or, or Snapseed, whatever one of those apps are, mm -hmm. then you realize that what some people post on there are not reality. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of influencers are coming out and basically showing you, this is what my filter picture looks like. Actually, a second ago, I was like, I had a worse picture, here it is. I have seen a lot more influencers kind of like bring this evolution of, for, for, for uh, young people out there, 
showing that look this is like my original picture and this is how I edit it so what you see on this picture is not real so you don't have to feel bad about it and of course like I mean there are still influencers or social media content creators who photoshop their pictures a lot but as long as you realize that that is really not the truth mm -hmm. um, the beautiful food you see probably takes five hours for them to set up uh, the clothes that they wear in different occasions they probably bring a gym bag with them full of the clothes that they get sponsored for, uh, uh, from and then they change in the back of the building and then take that <laughs> picture mm -hmm. as long as you kind of bring them back down to earth and not kind of idolize them yeah. then you realize that they're the same people you would do if you were given all these opportunities you would probably do the same to create awesome interesting content mm. you know so that was a pretty cool switch after working in this company that i'm like oh now i realize what like what the reality is like mm. I, this is there's no way I, I should compare these to these people because they're all literally the same they they have stomach rolls they have food <laughs> that doesn't look that great on a plate every mm. day and this is something that I think more and more, luckily, um, social media influencers are doing to, to help people understand that what they post is not reflection of the reality at times. Mm, yeah. I love that. Such beautiful advice. And it's so true because our Instagram pages are so like curated of how you want to yeah. come across. And I, yeah, I think it's wonderful when like influencers like showing the realities and like just getting more real like what yeah. we need is more human connection right yeah. like we're tribal beings we need to connect and, and relate to each other and I think that also this is why people get so depressed when it's like you feel like your life's shit because you're not on a beach in like Hawaii or yeah, <laughs> like you're not traveling your whole life yeah. you know there are ups and downs mm. like I one example I can think of is uh when there are these travel bloggers and they just go basically travel every single day, but you don't see the other side. They actually, these travel bloggers, they would tra travel, but they have a job, a, a job to keep up with this content, to edit it. Mm -hmm. There's so much that goes through like the content they put out that you don't see. You only see that beautiful square picture, yeah. like what's in there. And it's same thing with like couples on Instagram. Like you see people couples <laughs> doing all these cool things together and you're like, mm -hmm. why can't I do that with my partner? Mm -hmm. But all the things, like the arguments, the... Yeah, the, the boyfriend probably fucking hates it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the arguments, the, the, the real authenticity of the conversations, those things are muted in mm. such channels. Yeah. Um, and I used to compare. I was like, why can't my boyfriend and I go travel like this? Mm. I mean, I still do sometimes, and yeah. I to this day. And like, why can't my boyfriend and I do this? But then I realized, wait... Like everybody probably experienced the ups and downs of mm. relationships and none sure. of this is addressed. Mm. Um, I recently found a young influencer, she's like 21, and she would talk about that. Like she, mm. she would film a vlog with her boyfriend and later said, hey guys, I cut this part out because we actually had a fight and relationships aren't perfect. So just want to let you know. So wow. that's why we're going to like this vlog will just end here. You know, she edited it, that part in. She's like, yeah, we just had a fight. So I think we should just like stop the vlog here. But here's the rest of the vlog that, you know, wow. I think you guys should see. Mm. So I think that was very powerful. That's beautiful. Like she, mm. it, it's like somebody so young can recognize yeah. that this should be addressed mm. online. I seriously believe like the younger people on this earth are like the most awake. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, probably not many people have the same views with me, which is completely fine. But I honestly feel like, 
of time and it needs help right like look yeah. at the crisis we're in and i feel like the younger people being born in are like highly evolved souls who are like coming here to help humanity raise their consciousness yeah. like this one girl i had in my workshop and just sort of lucy shout out <laughs> i think when she attended my workshop a couple of years ago or like a year a year and a half ago or something um i think she was only 15 and usually the women in my workshop they're usually older than me like i don't know in their 30s in their 50s and she was like the youngest participant i'd ever had and she was the most woke out of like <laughs> everyone like the things coming out of her mouth was so profound and i was just like Oh damn! Oh damn! Young people are very mm. woke, as yeah. you said. Like uh, I, we actually, um, in in the marketing agency I work at, we we're just saying that we had a discussion about how younger audience now crave not that beautifully created Instagram mm. feed. They crave the authenticity. They mm. want to see you full of pimples. Yeah. Want to see you with a face mask on and your pajamas mm. and. They don't want, they, they can smell in a, in a city in a mile. Mm. Like, we're just talking about how Gen Z operate compared to like the millennials. Mm-hmm. So, millennials are more about like the curated feed, the beautiful, yeah. oh, here and there. But what yeah. is the cap for millennials and Gen Z? Do you know the, the year? Oh, I know. I think 2000s is Gen Z. Right, I right. Think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, also with people like Greta, Greta Thunberg, mm. and I recently, I don't know if you follow humans in New York. No. Oh, you should. They're all <laughs> fantastic. Like, basically, it's a guy who goes around initially in New York to interview mm-hmm. just people and, like, me and you having a conversation. Yeah. Um, and he puts in quotes of what the people say. Uh, so, no supermodels or anything, just like mm-hmm. regular people like me and you. Yeah. And he's recently, like, he was in Hong Kong, or like, he is still in Hong Kong. He does, you know, the, the things that are happening in Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the protests and the demonstrations. And he interviewed this really young girl, like 13, 14. And uh, it gave me chills reading her, her quote. She, she was protesting and she said, my parents are very worried about me. They love me very much. They don't want me to be on the streets protesting mm-hmm. because people are violent and so on and might hurt her. But she said she believes that young people can do so much and that like, because the future is theirs mm-hmm. and they want to be able to make a decision in terms of their freedom of speech and so she's protesting wow. and that gave me chills like they are i have chills right now yeah. we'll have to show it to you later she was mm-hmm. masked so, so she had like a face mask on which is a well, good choice yeah. from the photographer because mm-hmm. they shouldn't show her identity or else it would be very dangerous for her mm-hmm. um but she said they, people think that young people can't do anything but we're the one who's rising and doing something positive and wow. good about the world and I think that's very true. That's and there are, super powerful. Yeah. There's like older generation who are complaining and mm. doing nothing. Whereas there's young generation who are doing something. But people complain about their actions. People question their actions. Mm. But they don't see that it's the complaining that's the stagnation of actions, essentially. Mm. So I'm really into hopefully able to use like you know for example use your wild women workshop or use my workshop to encourage more young people to live a very authentic life that mm, way to fight for beautiful. themselves mm. yeah and how do you add more authenticity into your own life or into what you you are doing with creative nights uh yeah authenticity it has been the word that's been like bouncing around like in the last couple of years for me i think i'm still working on it I think a lot of times I'm not true to my heart, like true to myself. I don't 
speak the truth, just because I am really into people pleasing. So I do notice that it affects all parts of my life, my relationship with my boyfriend, my friends, my family, and I think on social media as well, you know. And I think um, to be authentic is, sure, it's about saying what you want, but it's also to um, go deep inside your heart and sometimes like self-reflect and, and and I think that's what's something what's missing in my life sometimes. So mm-hmm. I couldn't really give advice of like how to be more authentic, but I think your gut feeling plays a huge role. Um, I think your intuition, your gut feeling is something, you know, I I put aside at times, like when you're working and when you're doing things, you forget about that. You forget how important your gut feeling, your intuition is. And I think following that is also a path to authenticity mm-hmm. to your life. Yeah. So, so true so beautiful thank you for being authentic and sharing that with us like you being in your authentic truth like this is something i'm struggling right now is authenticity right there (laughs) so i love that yeah i wish people would talk more about what they struggle with Mm, you know yeah Yeah. i think yeah it is becoming a theme like you say like on social media and like our mutual friend hannah like she's getting more vulnerable online and people are really responding so so well to that right so i think it's a beautiful sign of like humanity is progressing we no longer want like the the gucci bags and like the 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 famous actress lifestyle like people yeah. want to go up shopping like you know secondhand clothes and make like zero waste yeah. products and i know this is something you've been getting into as well and you're crafting like creating some more zero waste um crafting so can yes. you talk a little bit about that i'm very excited about this i'm like <laughs> i search for a lot of inspiration on pinterest zero waste <laughs> life that's like a catch word and i've been actually watching a lot of videos on youtube about zero waste life although i am not doing this perfectly but hey the world needs a hundred thousand people who do it imperfectly than one doing perfectly right Mm. so i'm trying to really cut out on using plastic i i know a friend of mine would say plastic is not that bad because it's recyclable but i'm just trying to be more conscious about my my purchases my um my like because i i grew up in like Hong Kong and Canada, where consumption is such a big thing. Buy new things. Buy new things to make you happy. You know, it doesn't say it in this, like it doesn't say like out loud that's the, the end result, but it it's um it's part of it. My mom once told me that she said if she didn't have that Chanel purse uh, at her first job, she wouldn't be probably able to be at the same level of her colleagues to get the other promotion. So she told me that she actually needed to dress in designer to move ahead in her career. Yeah. And she told me that in Canada, she just basically didn't want any of that. She didn't wear makeup. She didn't wear suits. Like she didn't work. She retired early and she didn't need that Chanel purse anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, wow, it, I didn't realize how much Hong Kong was. Like you need, in Chinese culture, it's really true that these things will get you ahead in life mm. and in canada so, you know north america is a lot about consuming and i think ever since i come to europe i must say with the influence of my friends here and uh, uh, with lucas my boyfriend i realized that i would rather spend on quality um than on quantity which is the reverse when i was in canada mm. and it's okay to to keep wearing things with holes you can just sew, sew them together <laughs> for example these are one of the things that i I, for example, I had, I had this 
big need of buying this new pair of jeans. But then I went back to my closet and go like, wait, I have like a million pairs of jeans. Why do I want this high-waisted one anymore? Mm. So it's about also that zero waste life is to switch that mindset of not wanting to consume more. Mm. That's part of it. And I also um, made like reusable cotton pads, um, for example, be- uh, beeswax wrap, things that I feel would help lower my consumption in things day to day. I'm not doing this like perfectly, but I think at least I'm doing something, which mm-hmm. I hope that's a good thing already. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I love that you're like integrating this into your crafting. And like you said, like if people can just try a little bit harder, that's that's all we need. Like, yeah. like we don't yeah, like you said, we don't need everyone like doing perfect. Yeah. Zero ways. So do you have like a tip or a few tips of People who are thinking about trying out zero waste life but not really sure where to start, do you have any recommendations? Ooh, uh, I think the first thing is to be a bit more conscious about how you go about your day-to-day life. Like for example, if you go to groceries, you take that piece of plastic to grab your fruits, to put your fruits in. Um, these small things add up. Like my friend once told me that she calculated her carbon footprint, I think from online, and she realized how big it was. <laughs> and I think being conscious about that already is. I mean, you don't have to make a big change all at once because I think that's very hard for human beings to like change. We had a conversation before that it's hard for humans to change mm-hmm. unless you really want to. So starting out by, you know, using uh, um, bar soaps instead of like bottle soaps. Like mm-hmm. I switched to um, bar shampoo, shampoo bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now ever like since a year, and I. Also use uh, reusable cotton pads for my face. You know, I made them, so it makes me feel really so happy cool. to use them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, like, bring your shopping bag. Like, if you have a million purses, then put one shopping bag in each, so you'll always remember to bring one, mm. so you don't have to use it uh, plastic bags. Um, so those are small steps uh, for, for me. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like normal generic, but those mm. things. Such like, good advice with the shopping bags and yeah. like your purses. Oh, that's so good. I, I really do that live. as well. <laughs> I get so bummed out when I'm like, I have a million of like reusable shopping bags mm. at home and I didn't bring it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So I think we'll move towards the end of our interview, and I would just love to ask you, what are your goals or plans with creative nights for the future can you see it evolving further like what is your yeah vision for creative nights my vision that's a very good question uh, because i'm still trying to figure out like the full vision of what i want to do so in these couple months i i thought hard like what i want where i want to bring it so i intend to bring things more like this is not concrete because Mm -hmm. things might change I intend to move things more online. I do love hosting workshops, but um, I would like to continue that for sure. But I want to have more of like online presence to mm-hmm. share the joy of crafting um, to the world, pretty much, um, and to let people know that like creativity is everybody has it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you 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 need to. Uh, it's not like somebody's born with creativity mm-hmm. or not. And I think my I feel like my mission or vision that I see is that letting people know that creativity is something you cultivate and it's like a muscle that you work on mm-hmm. rather than something that you're born with or like, like something that like someone's talented, that means they're creative, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I want to have that overall vision of spreading creativity um, to people, 
But in terms of how I get there, I think hopefully with my online work, that mm. would help. I want to put more crafting videos online um, and more like, you know, interviews with people when we craft together. Um, yeah, so that's how I see Creative Nights. But mm. I still want to continuously cultivate the community I have right now because they're so amazing. Like people yeah. are so interested in the story and to hang out with me. And I definitely want to continue that for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I can totally see you um, on YouTube. Like I know you, you've recently started a channel or you've had it and now you're uploading some videos, but I can totally see you like teaching people like, yeah, watercolor technique or like just little craft hacks. Yeah. I think these kind of things do really, really well. I don't know. I can really see you. Oh, I love I doing love that. that. I think execution is the hardest part. It's like mm. getting yourself to do it is the yeah. hardest part. But once mm. you start, it's actually really fun. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. And you did mention briefly like the interviews. I know you've just started craft and chat, which yes. we'll be doing <laughs> after this interview. So can you just tell us a little bit more about that? How did it start and what is it? So how it started was that I was having those moments where I was feeling a bit low about creative nights. Um, like, why am I doing this? You know, what, like, because at times um, when I'm a bit overwhelmed and I have lower energy for um, workshops, I sometimes wonder, you know, should I continue or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to think about, you know, what brings me energy and what brings me positivity. And one thing I know I love is video editing. I also love crafting. I love meeting new people, love interviews, so why not I do this thing called craft and chat where I just interview inspiring people that, or people that I find inspiring mm-hmm. in Hamburg or globally and we just craft together because you know like usually interviews are <laughs> like right now we're having a conversation but it would be a fun challenge to <laughs> actually craft at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether that will work out well but I had my first one with um, Zoe which is professional wild child mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram. And we had so much fun, and I had so much fun editing that video that I'm like, I have to continue this. There's no, like, there's no, not really much of a purpose, it's just more about, like, pure fun, mm. and, like, that's what I want to put out to the community. It's just, people would feel it, you know? I was having so much fun, so I'm really looking forward to our crafting chat. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love the idea so much, and it's cool as well, like, the interview process is, like, super interesting, but you can, like, also see how you're crafting and learn at the same yeah. time, which is such, such an awesome combination, and I know you just mentioned the video editing, because... Like for those who don't know, Jackie takes really amazing photos and videos. Like, when did you get into photography? Like, how did this uh, start? I think it's been uh, ever since in grade eleven. You take like I took a photo- black and white photography mm-hmm. class, um, and I learned how to develop pictures in the dark room and stuff. And I think from then on, I had I had a. Uh, whenever I hold the camera, I had a, I don't know, I just felt like I start, I start snapping pictures and mm-hmm. then I, I love taking really candid pictures of people and editing them and that for some reason gets me into that flow that I told you about at the beginning mm-hmm. and people started complimenting on my pictures. I didn't think there were anything special really. I just thought, okay, well, here, there's my, some of my pictures. <laughs> and I continued. I mean, I, I was also thinking about making this into a career, but you know, in a Chinese family, <laughs> photography as a career, hmm, <laughs> questionable. <laughs> I mean, my parents will always support me what I do, but, um, uh, but I, I thought about putting this into full mode because I've been asked to photograph weddings, 
uh, engagement shoots, for example, your workshops as well. And I thought maybe I could actually do this fully as a career because it's so much fun editing Mm. pictures, videos. It's maybe this is my calling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah, it's something I I love. Yes, Mm. and the quality of your yeah, the quality of your images and videos are so good as well so I can definitely see this being something successful if you were to take that route as well because people always want photos right social media (laughs) businesses and occasions yeah so that's super super cool and again it's a creative outlet as well it is and like you can just sit hours like for me I can just sit hours and not eat (laughs) actually just edit 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 Mm. Photoshop, Photoshop, Photoshop. Mm. Like, I could definitely spend weeks doing that. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so cool. fun. It's <laughs> great. I mean, you can, yeah, do it and be so passionate about it. I think so beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up with, like, a final main question. Yeah. And then we'll do, like, a, f- a few rounds of rapid-fire questions just for the... Rapid-fire. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, burning questions by Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> okay, so... I know we've kind of touched on this already during the interview, but what is one piece of advice that you have for women who either that they want to move to a new country and start a life or they want to start a business? Like, what is one piece of advice that you can give? Um, I would say, you've probably heard this a lot, it's <laughs> just that you just gotta do it. Like, I don't think too much because I, I'm not a planner. As you can see, <laughs> my choice, my decision of moving here, I'm definitely, definitely not a planner in terms of creative nights, um, which of course ran into a lot of obstacles and, tr- uh, and troubles along the way because I'm not so structured. But you just gotta make the first move, and things will just kind of fall together. And I think that's one advice. But the second one is I actually recently typed this to another girl who asked me about creative nights. I think keeping that optimism and reach, uh, putting yourself out there is so important as an expat if you're always if you came for a partner or you came for a job or whatever reason if you're staying at home or not putting yourself out there that really you're really missing out a lot like i i had i integrated by going to a lot of meetup groups um internations initially and like ggi events like i just went because mm-hmm. i needed something and that really brought me far um so that's two of the main advices mm. it's really i mean some people might be introverted but i'm also at times quite introverted but you just gotta push yourself to be out there you, you'd be so surprised what comes back mm. yeah that's beautiful thank you for sharing so true like so many amazing communities that exist while you're an expat that people definitely need to make the most of yeah and sometimes like some of my colleagues who move here for the job like they'd be so surprised uh, and not know that there are facebook groups like ggi there's Mm. even hammered brunch club Mm. uh (laughs) stitch club it's like a crocheting club (laughs) your your group for example Mm. wildwood circle Mm. creative nights they don't know any of this because I don't think people just never thought to go there as a way of meeting new people. But Mm. I like, I gave this advice to everybody: just go online and Mm. find something you love to do, and have a group of people that are willing to do that with you. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah, this comes to them like the light side of social media, right? Yeah. Being able to access all of these wonderful groups. So yeah. Ah, so good. Thank you so much, Jackie. I love this interview so much. 
We're going to end with a few, yeah, rapid fire questions. Don't think too much about the answer. Just see like what okay. comes up for you. Okay. They're also a little bit rapid and, and uh, <laughs> spontaneous for me too, but I've used them before. Okay, so if you had a billboard that you could write one message on and it would be shown to the whole world, what would you write? It would be creativity is just like a muscle. You just need to work on it. Everyone has creativity. Ah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And okay, so. If you were to go and speak to like your 18 year old self and just give her one piece of advice or something you've learned from your life now, what would you say to her? I would say it's okay to not know what you're going to do. Uh, when I was 18, I was really like bogged down. I was like, what do I want to be a manager? What's a manager? I want to study business. Do I want to study business? And I think it's okay to be uncertain at that age. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. So, do you have like a favorite country to visit? I know you've traveled quite a bit as well. Is there like somewhere that you feel really, really good? Uh, the I, I really like the Netherlands mm. and basically any parts of Southeast of Southeast Asia actually. Or oh, De- uh, also Denmark. Oh really? Yeah. yeah no way. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to Denmark on Friday. I've yeah. never been before, so. Oh, you'll love it. Pretty, pretty yeah. excited. Do you have a favorite food or a favorite meal? Suji. <laughs> love it. I I would ask you, are you a cat person or a dog person? But we're sitting here right now with this most adorable little dog, so I already know the answer. I'm a dog person. <laughs> I'm unfortunately allergic to cats. Oh, yeah, but I, I can take allergy pills. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite craft project? Mm, um, there's so many, it's so hard to pick. I would say uh, making zero waste craft projects mm, are my favorite. Which one? Uh, I would say uh, beeswax wrap. Mm. Yeah, or reusable cotton pads. Yeah, I love it. I don't know because you just like take your old pajamas mm. and cut circles and sew the sides, and you have a piece. Of work that you can use every day. So, so cool. What is your favorite season to be in? Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. I want to say fall and winter. But I also <laughs> love summer. <laughs> I, would, I would say, like, maybe right now. It's mm. cold and dry. Yeah. And yeah. sunny, right? It's sunny. sunny. Oh, yeah, I forgot to. Because it's sunny today and I didn't mention it. I like cold and dryness and sunny at the same time. <laughs> what if it's cold, dry, and moody, then <laughs> so good. Are you into crystals? Are you into I I like uh, I actually took a class back in the day in uni, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember much. But I would love to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I gonna would... say, like, do you have a favorite crystal? I don't really. I don't have a favorite crystal. However, um, I do love uh, rose quartz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the color of it. Beautiful. Um, mm. So I think I once read it like my birthstone is pearl. Oh. Not pearl. I don't know. Is that considered a stone? It's not, mm-hmm. right? I think my wait. I don't know. That can be right because apparently Gemini is a stone is pearl. Oh okay. Oh, don't mind. just steal my birthstone. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe mine's a Beautiful. I love the idea of it though. Mm, that would make sense because I think I think cancer is ruled by the moon in astrology. Most likely. That would make yeah. sense if it was a moonstone. I have a colleague that puts like crystals in her water. Mm. I think that's really cute. I don't so know why. Good. But... <laughs> to charge it. 
Like if you put a rose quartz in water and it's like you set the intention for more self love, you can drink the water and like oh, that's bring so nice. more of that loving energy. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a final. Actually, I have two final questions. Okay. okay, do you have like a pet peeve? Something that really annoys you in life? <laughs> like, I don't know if that's considered as pet peeve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did tell this to Lucas before and he thinks it's really silly, but. When it's cold and wet outside, mm-hmm. and when I walk um, faster, I feel that my entire like leg is really itchy. I <laughs> know <laughs> it sounds really weird, weird. and that feeling—it's <laughs> like I cannot handle. I don't think that's a pet peeve though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think it's a feeling I cannot handle. That itchiness is like mm-hmm. driving me nuts. <laughs> that's so funny. But I think pet peeve is. No, I'm pretty easygoing, so <laughs> maybe slow walkers. Oh I'm... my god, slow walkers yeah. that kill me. When when I'm on the <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what I also can't stand, sorry, I know this is about you. I can't stand because I'm like cyclist here. People walk on the fucking bike path. Oh god, yeah. And I don't have a bell because it like fell off and broke. I'm like counting them and like shouting. Mm. Hello! Hello? <laughs> In German. Oh, <laughs> you know how they say it really weirdly, like hello. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like not a bike lane yeah. or like something like that. That's yeah. so funny. Do you have like a fun fact about yourself? A something fun fact? Oh yes. Um, <laughs> when my my mom and dad wanted me to go to this like really not prestigious but like educational wise very good in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. I guess educationally prestigious. Yeah. School, and I had to go through interviews to get there. So I was really young. I'm like. I don't know, grade one or two. Mm. <laughs> How old would that be? Like six? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So super young. So they brought me to the interview um, and they would ask the questions like, who is the um, prime minister of this country? Or like, mm. who, like, what awards did you win? Mm. What do you want to do in your life? So when they asked me what I want to do, like what my career would be. When um, you're and, six. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, Tooth fairy. <laughs> so they would expect like doctor, accountant, dentist, and you know, mm. lawyers. I said a bus driver. No way. And my mom, probably, <laughs> she was probably so shocked that she was like, oh, oh, she meant the director of this bus driving company. Oh my goodness. Or, um, and then they asked me what awards I'd won. Mm-hmm. I was six mind you and because Hong Kong is very competitive educationally so you win mm. awards for like being best math or like academically wise like best mm. in math or English or whatever mm. and I was like oh I won the garbage award um, I pick out the most gar- I pick up the most garbage in an hour and I <laughs> 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 and like my mom and dad were just like no oh my god needless to say I didn't get into that school that's hilarious <laughs> I love that. How can they expect a six-year-old to be so prestigious? Like, it's so crazy. I also did the test. Like, so there's an oral test and the mm. written test. Mm. Didn't know what cheating means. Mm. So I forgot to write how to write the word doctor in Chinese. Mm. So I basically just asked the girl next to me. It was like an exam. I was like, mm. hey, how do you write doctor? And she just showed me her paper. Mm. And then later, then I realized I was actually cheating because I'm not <laughs> supposed to ask her. But then we didn't know that concept yeah. of cheating. You know, wow. you were sick. Mm. And you didn't know how to write doctor in Chinese character, which is actually really hard. Crazy. <laughs> wow, yeah. so interesting to hear about the contrast of yeah. the cultures. That's a whole other episode <laughs> in its own, right? Yeah. Okay, I have a final question for you, okay. which I ask in all my interviews. 
Yeah. Which I love. Okay, so if you were like to go live on the moon, mm-hmm. you had all your oxygen, your food, your water, what one essential would you take with you? My dog. <laughs> the dog you don't have. <laughs> travel watercolor pants oh my gosh yeah. I love it that's beautiful so good and I just remembered I brought some oracle cards with me I haven't done this before in the interviews but I thought it'd be really fun to just like pull you a card and kind of just see see what comes out okay like obviously I'm not like a tarot reader or anything I just like to be a bit intuitive I love it so let's see what comes out for Jackie <laughs> Okay. Okay, we have a card. Ooh, beautiful. We've got transformation. So mm. it look it looks a bit scary. Like there's this black and white card and a rail track, but then from the rail track is a beautiful blooming flower. There's two beautiful pink flowers just blooming and blossoming through the tracks. You wouldn't really usually expect a flower to bloom through a rail track because you know there's usually trains going through but I think this is such a nice sign that keep going with everything that you're doing creative nights is going to transform and grow and evolve and blossom yeah with with all that you're doing because you're helping you're helping so many people and you're helping to connect people connect with this creativity that they've long lost forgotten which is so valuable and I think when you do connect back with your creativity that it like relights the spark this inner child within within each person so you're really having to transform the lives of others as well which is just Amazing. Oh, I really hear that card actually. Especially today. I'm Thank so you. Glad. Thank you, Jackie. I I think this is my favorite interview. I don't wanna like I don't wanna I, I love okay, no, I love all the interviews I've done, but I feel like we touched upon some really deep and meaningful subject um topics here that I think will be really healing, like medicine for people to listen to. So thank you so much for your vulnerability and your authenticity. Thank you. Could you just give a little shout out of your social media pages? We will link them in, in the, in the show notes. Um, but if you can just say just quickly. Sure. Um, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think with Creative Nights, it's Creative Nights HH. So HH refers to Hamburg. Uh, on Instagram and also on Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, it's Jack Chick, J-A-C-C-H-I-C-K. I also have a TikTok account, which I lost the password to, but you can follow me. It's DIY with Jackie. What is TikTok? What TikTok? Is oh, it's this Gen Z app. Oh, I haven't heard <laughs> of this like, one. I'll tell you after the show, but it's like a very addictive like video-only mm-hmm. app that you just like you lip sync to songs. But instead mm-hmm. of lip syncing to songs, I just do DIYs. Um, cool. And I did it all at my office back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you can also follow me there for some cool DIY stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. Okay, that was a really like weird. And <laughs> thank you so much, Jackie. <laughs> thank you for having me and for choosing me to interview. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
there we have it that wraps up my conversation with Jackie I so hope that you enjoyed it there were so many moments because I obviously listened back to the interview and there were so many moments where I I felt like it was a really profound statement that Jackie had made and yeah just I just love this conversation so much. So if you enjoyed the episode as well, please go ahead, share it with a friend, pass it on to someone else who you feel will gain some inspiration from the episode. And definitely if you're in Hamburg, go and check out Creative Nights, go and attend one of Jackie's workshops. I actually went to one the other night um, last week. It was embossing embossed card making so I didn't know what embossing or embossed work was I just kind of went along and (laughs) and hoped for the best but it was actually this super super cool art technique where you use like uh, kind of stumps and like this special powder and this heat gun and it like turns the powder into like a solid form and it looks super super beautiful so yeah Jackie runs a variety of really really cool workshops we we hosted one already together we did a a DIY dream catcher event for my one of my new moon circles and as I mentioned pre in previous episodes we're running our own yoga and craft retreat for the first new moon of the year of, of 2020 which is, is fully booked now but we are thinking about doing another collaborated retreat in the near future so if you have interest for sure let us know and yeah I hope you're feeling the good vibes from today and in terms of my own workshops that I've got going on like I said if you are in Hamburg then come and join me ladies on the 15th of December where I'll be hosting a Shakti awakening workshop so I'll be using some of the elements that I learned during my women's tantra teacher training course we'll be incorporating yoga as usual and meditation and dancing and journaling activities and oracle cards and just all the the super super fun stuff that I do love to incorporate yeah in my events and I also just made a a video like I guess a kind of compilation of like a few of my workshops which I've just uploaded to YouTube and on my Instagram and stuff so go and check it out like I love watching that video it's just so many good memories and such a good vibe and just yeah it's just a nice reminder of like okay this is everything I'm doing like it feels so in alignment with my path doing it for the drama right over here and yeah I would love if you were able to join in take part join the wild sisterhood and yeah there's just so much love and support here which is just yeah it's not really something that I've had before so it feels really really special and I'm so grateful to all of the amazing women who come to my workshop so thank you so much if any of you sisters are listening and yeah I think that about wraps up my news of what I've got for you going on I'm having a I'm going for a massage tomorrow I feel like I need to kind of be a bit kinder to myself in these types of things. Like I, I work so much, I teach so many classes and do so many um, workshops and stuff. So I, I feel like I'm going to try and really integrate this like self-care in the form of like, yeah, going and treating myself once in a while. Like I mentioned on a couple of episodes before, I went to a spa a few weeks ago and then tomorrow I'm getting a massage and I've 
I've booked to go to a few workshops myself, like this weekend I'm going to go to um, an ecstatic dance event with my friend Hannah and there's yoga and like sound healing there as well and then for the few weeks after I've just booked to go to this like yeah sound healing meditation event so yeah I'm I'm super excited because I don't I don't usually give myself the time or space to do these kind of things or or I'll be in the mindset of like oh no I need to save money I need to like save money for this course I'm doing but really I think when I am investing my money in other people who are doing what they love like it's just always gonna come back right around to me because that's the law of the universe baby so yeah this is where I'm at at the moment I okay I do have more news for you because yesterday I had my first ever um my first ever class for my six-week beginner yoga course at Tribe Yoga Base, which was super, super fun. It's such a great group. And yeah, like usually I just teach uh, intermediate level classes. So I was kind of interested in how this is all going to pan out, like teaching like, you know, from scratch people who've never done yoga before. But it was really fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And it seems that the others did as well so yeah this is just a super super exciting journey and I will most likely run more beginner yoga courses in the near future so once more if you're interested if you're around come and let me know and one of my lovely yoga students mentioned that she would like to hear about my um my yoga journey like my doing my teacher training in India she was also considering going to India and to be honest so many people message me like hey I want to go to India to do my training do you have recommendations blah 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 so yeah I think I will make an episode on that for you guys for those who are interested and I think it's kind of cool like if you have any suggestions of any solo any more solo episodes you would like me to do then just send me a message on Instagram on my website Facebook wherever you can find me And yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I will be with you next Monday with another inspiring woman. woman. (laughs) So and then, keep the self-love flowing and I'll see you next time.